The Kildare Pooka, Ireland. Once upon a time, there was a big manor house in County Kildare, whose owner was often out of the country on business. When he was away, the servants were left alone to keep up the house, and sometimes they would let things go a bit more than they would have if their master had been home. But as if the kitchen were rebelling against being left in disarray, the servants would often hear at night a frightful banging of the kitchen door and clattering of fire irons, pots, plates, and dishes. The longer this went on, the more terrified they all became, and none of them dared to enter the kitchen after the fire had died down at night. One evening they sat up ever so long by the fire, however, telling each other stories about ghosts and fairies. They talked so long that the little scullery boy fell asleep right there, curled in the hearth, and he did not wake up when they all tramped off to bed. Later, after they were all gone, he was woken by a noise of the kitchen door opening. Startled and suddenly afraid, he peeped out from the hearth, and what should he see? but a big donkey standing and yawning before the dormant fire. The boy was about to come out from his hiding place and lead the animal back to the barn, when he saw it look around, scratch its ears, and say, I may as well begin first at last. The poor boy's teeth began to chatter, for now he knew that this was no ordinary donkey, but a puka. Now he's going to eat me, surely, he thought. But the puka had something else to do. He stirred the fire, and then he brought in a pail of water from the pump and filled a big pot which he put on the fire. After that, he lay down before the fire, so close by the scullery boy that he dared not breathe. At last, the pot boiled, and the puka rose again and began a flurry of activity. There wasn't a plate or a dish or a spoon in that kitchen that he didn't fetch and put into the pot. He washed and dried the whole set as well as any kitchen maid and put them all up on the shelves again. Then he gave the floor a good and thorough sweeping. The last thing he did was to rake up the fire, and finally he walked out just as nonchalantly as he had come, giving the door a good slam as he went. Well, there was a hullabaloo the next morning when the po poor scullery boy told his story. The servants could talk of nothing else the whole day. One said one thing, another said another, but one lazy scullery girl said the wittiest thing of all. Well, says she, if the puka does be cleaning up everything that way when we are asleep, what should we be slaving ourselves for doing his work? So said, so done. Not a bit of a plate or a dish saw a drop of water that evening, and not a broom was laid on the floor. Everyone went to bed soon after sundown. Next morning, everything was as fine as fine in the kitchen, and the Lord Mayor might have eaten his dinner off the flagstones. It was a great relief to the servants, and everything went well until the scullery boy, who was now proud of his adventure and had forgotten all his fear, declared he would stay up one night and have a chat with the puka. He waited by the fire in plain sight this time, and to tell the truth, he was a little daunted when the door was thrown open and the puka appeared, but he plucked up his courage and said, "'Good evening, sir.' "'Good evening,' said the puka.' If it isn't taking a liberty, said the boy, might I ask who you are and why you are so kind as to do half of the day's work for us every night? No liberty at all, said the puka. I'll tell you, and willingly. I was a servant in the time of your master's father, and was the laziest rogue that ever was clothed and fed. So when my, so when my time came for the other world, this is the punishment that was laid upon me. To 
Come here and do all this labor every night, and then go out and sleep in the cold. It isn't so bad in fine weather, but if you only knew what it was to stand with your head between your legs facing the storm from midnight to sunrise on a bleak winter night. The boy was moved, and he said, Is there nothing we could do for your comfort, my poor fellow? Well, I don't know, says the Kuka, but I think a good quilted coat would help keep the life in me on those long nights. Why, then, we'd be the ungratefulest of people if we didn't feel for you and give you a coat, said the boy. So the next night the boy waited for the puka again and delighted the creature by holding up a fine, warm horse's coat before him. Between the two of them they got the puka's four legs into the coat and buttoned it down the breast and the belly, and he was so pleased that he walked up to the glass to see how he looked. Well, he said at last, I have a long road to travel tonight. I am much obliged to you and your fellow servants. You have made me happy at last. Good night to you. As he was walking out, the boy cried, Wait! Sure, you're going too soon. What about washing and the sweeping? Ah, said the puka, you may tell the others that they must now get their turn. My punishment was to last until I was thought worthy of a reward for the way I had done my duty. Now you'll see me no more. No more they did, and right sorry they were for having been in such a hurry to reward that puka. The end.